You're listening to a Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub podcast. This is an Allied Health and Nursing Education Outreach Program podcast in collaboration with the Education Hub at the Royal Children's Hospital. Hi, I'm Tanya Ramos. I'm one of the nurse educators in the Allied Health and Nursing Education Outreach Program. Today I'm speaking with Sue Ann Penrose, who's a clinical nurse consultant for the Children's Pain Management Servant here at RCH. Welcome, Sue Ann. We're so happy that we can speak today about your program. Thanks, Tanya. It's lovely to be here. Wonderful. And I mean, you've been at RCH for ever, basically, (laughs) and um, really fundamental in starting this service. Can you tell us a little bit about the pain management service here at RCH? Sure. The acute pain management service has been going for about 28 years now, and it started off very small. I've been here 20 next year within this service, but I've been within the hospital for longer, of course. And it just started off with um, a consultant, an anaesthetic consultant, pain specialist, and a part-time nurse, and then it built from there. So in about 2001, it um, started to build up and we had two clinical nurse consultants, one full-time and one part-time. And how many of you are there now? So now we have me full-time and we have three other nurses who work two days a week. Fantastic. And can you tell us a little bit about the actual service and how you manage paediatric pain here at RCH? Sure. So we're a referral service, of course, and we see patients on ward rounds, acute pain, patients from surgery, medical pain, uh, palliative, some palliative care pain that we do share a service with, and also cancer pain. So there's quite a lot of broad groups that we look at from different ages and we see them every morning and then we do another round in the afternoon. So we help uh, look at what medications they need to be on, certainly look at any complications or any uh, side effects that are um, that may be um, an issue and we work with the medical staff with those as well. Yep. And with this kind of work, obviously, that you do, can you tell us a little bit about how you you empower nurses on the ward to obviously escalate to you and how they can advocate for their patients who are in pain? Yeah, sure. So we're also involved in a lot of education and writing CPGs and protocol guidelines, etc., and also looking at managing competencies. So within that, we also support nurses to look at pain assessment and using different tools and their own information and access to those patients of what they're feeling that they can manage, how they are quietly, how they are moving around and then have medications written up that can be either regular or PRN medicines and if there's any issues that they're um, asked to then call us if they can't manage. So there's a lot of things that they can do like give Uh, help with opioid infusion boluses, extra top-ups, epidurals, they can actually then um, give extra top-ups as well, but all within the structure of their assessment. And, you know, historically, paediatric pain management has always been quite difficult. You know, when in my role going out and teaching other hospitals, it, there always seems to be those myths about, you know, children and particularly neonates don't experience that much pain or pain's always undertreated or there seems to be quite a lot of anxiety yeah. about treating paediatric pain. What would you say to those practitioners out there about actually treating paediatric pain? There's a lot of myths, a lot of misconceptions. 
people um, believe that opioids um, mask pain. That's not true. People think that babies don't feel pain because they uh, behave differently, but we know they absolutely do. And in early antenatal, in fetal information, we now know that even at fetal level, uh, pain is felt. So it's really important to assess pain properly for paediatrics and have an understanding of cognition, how that they react to pain and um, what they do to little children, try to sidetrack and try to use distraction, but that's a normal thing. It doesn't mean that they are not feeling pain. And certainly little children who go to sleep are not necessarily comfortable. They may be in pain as well. So really good assessment and good paediatric understanding of all age groups is so important. Yeah, it seems like that's sort of fundamental in providing really good care to, you know, both adults and children. What do you think about the sort of specific issues that children encounter when their pain isn't treated uh, correctly, such as, you know, sleep regression, behavioural problems. Can you sort of expand a bit about that? Yeah, well, even um, in an acute situation that may affect their respiratory system, their endocrine system, their heart rates, etc. But certainly with fear and anxiety, if pain isn't managed properly, they may have regress, of course, cognitionally, cognitively, but also they may have fear of coming to hospitals again. They may have fear of even going to a GP or having any small procedures. So it's really important to have pain well managed. Yeah, I recently actually participated in one of the in-hospital education that you offer at RCH and there were so many things and I mean I've got 20 years of working in recovery but there were so many things that I learned about poor management and how that can affect really the the whole family Mm. the children their sleep so yeah this is such great tips I guess it's really important to assess and manage pain it is what do you think are one of the biggest barriers I guess um, for practitioners and nurses dealing with pain management dealing with children who are in pain? I think probably the biggest barrier is poor assessment. Nurses in not taking time to really look what's happening and probably lack of education and understanding of issues around certain analgesics or certain modalities. And there's some of the barriers that they're not really assessing properly or not utilising the first line analgesias that um, we recommend there's some of the barriers. And I've noticed that in your website, so if we go to www.rch.org.au and look under Children's Pain Management Service, there are actually a lot of resources available that external hospitals or even our own staff can access. Can you tell us what sort of things um, and resources we'd find there? Yeah. So apart from CPGs, which are um, there's about three or four of them at the moment, but there's also a, a lot of information on our website that you've quoted, but not only just the guidelines, but you can actually go into little PowerPoint presentations about pain assessment, about epidurals, about opioids, So there's really a lot of education also about um, pain assessment itself and what tools to use. So there's a a large amount of information there for people. That's great. And hopefully, you know, with this podcast, we can get the word out there that there are resources that external clinicians can use to help better manage pain in children. So that's wonderful. In terms of chronic pain, can you tell us a little bit about the chronic pain clinic that RCH runs? So that's um, uh, a clinic that's been running for some time now, about similar time that we've been, the acute pain um, has been running. We run all together under a director and assistant director and children referred 
there from the community or from the hospital and they have to be children who have got long-term pain and that usually is something that lasts for more than three months. And what sort of conditions would those be? So some of them are chronic pain from injuries, some of them um, have poor physical ability to continue doing their normal physical activities. Um, Some of them have nerve damage, for instance, but there's a lot of overlay. Some children have uh, lots of issues that need to be addressed psychologically. That's why we have psychologists, psychiatrists and um, occupational therapists as well as the medical team and physiotherapists. And it's pain can't be really seen necessarily in one single area of expertise it's got to be looked at right over the whole and we do in acute but more so in chronic has to be looked at with everybody and those clinics are they run fairly regularly and have they increased in its popularity since it's sort of become part of the service they are and they have quite a big waiting list and they have two clinics a week one on Wednesday and one on Thursday oh wow yeah so, so yeah, there, there is actually a big need for the yeah. um, for that for that that's wonderful yeah. and then then obviously that some of those families will be contacted uh, other parts of the week but that's there in uh, face-to-face clinic and so and as a clinical nurse consultant and you know with so much experience in this area what are some of the challenges that you face when dealing with children with chronic pain Probably looking at what their family needs are and we don't see them in detail like they do in the clinic but often there's an overlay for those children who are having a procedure or a surgery and it's the amount of pain that they're experiencing and everybody's different everybody has uh, reports their pain that's what they're experiencing with we don't know what it is they it's what they say it is and sometimes the overlay of that is having pain over long periods of time really affect how that they manage and how they cope with acute pain situation. Yeah, that can be so challenging. It's so very challenging and also the family too. Families can be really challenging with what their belief systems are as well. Yeah. Do you find that there is a maybe a reluctance by families to with children with chronic pain to perhaps get them appropriately medicated because of the misconceptions out there? Not really. It's probably the other way around. Oh, that okay. They want yep. medication and some of them may reject the psychology and right. the other non-pharmacological aspects to pain. Oh, yeah. that's, that's really interesting. Mm, yeah. And, and Sue so, Anne, can you tell us sort of what's the most rewarding part of your role and what do you think the biggest impact that your service at the Children's Pain Management Service has delivered to RCH? I think education for the nurses and medical staff because we, we also do a lot of education with pain fellows from the Faculty of Pain. We have fellows here as well. But it's rewarding to see really good assessment, good pain assessment for families and children. But we also run a service to that we uh, contact families at home who go home on complex medications. And I think that they that reward is actually um, lovely, some of the feedback that we have from those families. Just that little bit of care, extra care. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Sue Ann, well, thank you so much for your it's time okay. today. We've, I've really appreciated and again, learnt so much. And again, if people are looking for resources and how to refer patients to you, how do they go about doing that? So they can look up on the web, like you've said, and they can call, they can email us at all, uh, anytime. 
but the referral for acute pain comes from a medical person, a treating team, and the chronic pain referrals have to come from a medical person inside the hospital or outside the hospital, and that goes to our chronic pain supervisor, for instance, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Please view the description section below for more information on this topic. The Education Hub is a collaboration between the Royal Children's Hospital and the University of Melbourne Department of Paediatrics and funded by the RCH Foundation.